Today's guest is someone we always look forward to catching up with as they have a constantly evolving product line. And that's, of course, why we have Bryce Button from AJA back on the show today. Welcome back, Bryce. Good to see you again. Likewise. Great to see you guys, too. We reported in the news this week that AJA have recently announced the Pro. Tell us about its impact on media transfer in content production and post environments. So our PacDoc Pro follows on from our original PacDoc, and these are very solid, reliable media readers, specifically designed to handle yeah. our Pack Drive, which work with uh, all our recorders um, on the Key Pro line. Uh, and uh, the point here was to sort of mm. bring it more current um, with connectivity. So it's a USB-C device, which means you don't need a separate power supply, which is one of the great features, especially when you're traveling around on set. And then being a further advanced in terms of the connectivity on from the original Thunderbolt version, uh, it means you get about 20% faster speeds in terms of transfer to from the drive as well, which is great. So um, we think uh, all of our uh, Ultra users are going to be really happy with connected uh, dock. It's a set metallic, yeah. solid, just you know the right thing at the right time. An improved level of compatibility there as well, maybe? Yeah, uh, USB-C has become sort of ubiquitous. Uh, and of course, that means Standard. you can connect to Windows or Macs and uh, even iPads these days are starting yeah. to show up with USB-C connectivity. So yeah, we just think it's, you know, it's just the right kind of accessory. Uh, and it'll read all our pack media going back to the very original SSDs there. So uh, pretty thrilled with it. Yeah. Okay. So that's a busy year. And in addition to the uh, Pat.Pro, Pro, I think there's a new version 4.1 firmware released for the FS HDR, the converter. So for those that might, be, yeah. you know, that familiar, give us a quick overview and, and some feature improvements there as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. The the guys have been really busy on this front. Uh, FS HDR is a real time conversion device uh, and frame sync that handles bringing in camera log materials, for instance, getting them into uh, HDR, um, deals with SDR, HDR conversions, supports 4K, but also multi-channel HD. Um, and, you know, we had a sort of mature point with the product, but as all of you know, uh, workflows around HDR keep evolving as we throw them into different pipelines. Yeah. So we're currently living in an environment where there's a lot of virtual set work, uh, in terms of feature productions, we've got something now that's called virtual production. We're using big LED displays behind actors and that type of thing. Um, so what yes. you have is more pieces in the pipeline. Um, you got uh, sports, of course, with replays, which means you got potential for a lot of things being slightly off in timing as they loop around and that type of stuff. So the first major feature here is we've introduced the ability to create delays on each channel uh, from six to 20 frames. Cool. So it makes it a heck of a lot simpler to sync stuff up where there might be some latency going on. Um, so much, uh, much requested user feature there. We've also got some great new BBC LUTs. So the BBC LUTs themselves have evolved as a package uh, with a couple new LUTs there. And that's now at version 1.5. And then the very exciting addition of the NBCU LUTs, so that's NBC Universal. Um, yeah, they just got announced you know, in the last month. 
the great thing about these LUTs is they're designed to give you an even better looking SDR from an HDR uh, program. And uh, the thinking behind it, to summarize, is that HDR, of course, has all sorts of wonderful luminous qualities, etc. And SDR has traditionally been set at sort of 100 IRE, as we're all familiar with. But most of the sets you buy today have got a much higher NIT level count. So this will actually make use of that NIT level count for SDR stuff. And uh, we think, you know, for the end user, this is just going to give you a better looking image, whether you're looking at HDR or SDR. Uh, and uh, finally, the ability to take through a lot more um, ancillary data. Uh, for those not familiar with video signals along SDI, you've got something called SCUTI 104. And to summarize that up, uh, it allows you to insert ad triggers. So we will now let those yeah. triggers go through, even through the conversion process, which just makes it a heck of a lot easier for our broadcast clients again. So a really nice package. Um, to learn more about the FSHDR, you definitely want to go to our website and take a look at our HDR solution pages. Uh, but yeah, it's it's fun to be evolving with the evolving workflows and making sure that our, our clients can, you know, power on here as they, as they attack uh, yeah. new workflows and pipelines. And Absolutely. the updates don't stop there either, do they? Because you've got one to the mini config as well. Nope. Tell us um, about that and what uh, <laughs> users can expect to gain in terms of improvements. Yeah, so uh, mini config um, is the software that we, it's a centralized software package that controls any of our mini converters that have the USB port so that you can both load up firmware as well as configure them. So it's a pretty big release in the sense of a lot of small things for a lot of different mini converters. Uh, some of the key features there are uh, new extended uh, EDID support. What that means is that the mini converters involved, whether they ROYS or uh, some of our high five type converters, will actually be able to take data from the source in terms of recognizing its frame rates and making sure that those stay consistent because uh, you can have weird things happen on occasion without that type of uh, pass-through. We've also added Dolby Digital Plus on the audio side as a pass-through for a, a fair amount of the mini converters, um, which is great. That just allows you to keep that pipeline going. Uh, we're not mucking with it. We're making sure it goes where it's supposed to go. Um, but of course, Dolby Digital Audio these days is pretty much becoming ubiquitous. Um, and then a range of little things like uh, some basic frame rate conversion with a couple of the mini converters to get between things like 5994 and uh, 60, um, and some PSF additions for uh, a bunch of the mini converters again, where uh, folks were you know struggling with getting cameras and things, or perhaps using what I would consider slightly older format today. You really want to be working in progressive. But um, yeah, it's just a lot of uh, listening because, you know, we tried to do our best. Uh, and yeah. the nice thing is you just download the software and regardless of your device, uh, it'll recognize the device and allow you to update the new relevant firmware for that particular device. So yeah, busy times. So, yeah, busy. You certainly haven't been sitting still uh, in, in the last year. Um, but 
can you give us any clues? Is there anything you're allowed to talk about for the rest of 2021 for, for, for AJA? Maybe I can throw out some hints. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it tends to, um, you know, I, th I think a lot of what we're, we're up to uh, is continuing extension of either product lines, especially in the open gear front. You'll continue to see a lot more open gear cards from us. This has become such a popular yeah. platform in so many arenas from pro AV to full on broadcast. Um, so we'll continue to extend that lineup for sure. Uh, we, of course, have been tacking 12G SDI for some time, and we've seen huge increase in use of, of 12G SDI, especially as Ultra HD just becomes more and more standard as a sort of at least a capture format, even if you just deliver in uh, HD. Um, so that's going on on the IP fronts. There's always something new to look at, something more to work at, and um, there will be further developments on that front, of course. Um, and then as we listen to these other pipelines, as I've suggested, uh, we're going to try and integrate as much stuff as we can in terms of that user feedback. Uh, streaming continues to be a big thing for us. Our Bridge Live, you know, multi-channel streaming uh, gateway that we introduced uh, you know, early in the year. That will continue to get some great new features because we've had some exciting little updates there in the last few months. For instance, we added HLS support, which is great for bringing Mac-type devices into this box. Uh, and there, there will be uh, some other surprises later in the year, which uh, I, I think will folks will find intriguing. <laughs> so finally, Bryce, on to the serious stuff now. Now, we've chatted to you many times um, on Kit Plus TV. I always forget to ask, are those Californian reds behind you or South African? <laughs> Wines? Uh, let's see. <laughs> what do we have here? <laughs> yes, Very here's nice a nice South African yeah. Arabella. This is a Arabella. great oh. little cad going on. Uh, so, yes, South African. Then I've got a bunch of pretty little cats going on. It's called Catatoo. Oh, and that's a, a mix of Zinfandel and Pablo de Robles. Yes, uh, I, I chose to join during a lot of the chaos last year, a uh, wine club that supports basically independent winemakers. And that keeps the cost going, put a little money and you know, where you go. Yeah, so to sum up, you know, Cheers. <laughs> well, cheers. Yeah, I, I hope it's uh, I hope it's late enough in the day where you are, Bryce. But uh, we won't go there. Well, um, <laughs> maybe there's some simulation here. You're about to get your wine. Yeah. This might be a little early for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's five o'clock somewhere. Thank you, Bryce. That's it yeah. for today. Uh, do check out kitplusshow.co.uk for information on the fast approaching face-to-face uh, -face Kit Plus Show being held at Media City UK this summer. Finally, thanks to Media Proxy who support Kit Plus TV. You can see them at mediaproxy.com. Thanks to Bryce from AJA. Do enjoy your wine and we'll see you next time. <laughs>